Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. Today is indeed a great day. It's a good day. It's the day the Lord, God has made this day and we will rejoice in this day and we will be gladdened by this day in Jesus name. Amen. Today we're going to continue the conversation of David's separation. And in this particular episode, we'll be discussing, we will take some steps back and just discuss the need for the separation at this point and why it was really required. Not just for to spare David's life, but for something else. And I just pray right now that Holy Spirit take over, speak through me to your people. Let them learn what you want them to learn. Speak to them as well as they hear this message. And I pray that the very purpose and reason for this message would indeed be fulfilled as it's sent for to do in Jesus' name, I pray, man. And nothing will stop the fulfillment of it, of the purpose for this particular episode. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from Genesis 20. I will read verses 22. And I'll go down to verses 42. Now, this is where Saul was dining with Jonathan. Jonathan had um, told David earlier that, you know what, if Saul is unhappy that um, you went away or I told you to go away for to see your people, then you have to run away. If Saul is okay and is happy with it, then you can't stay. And so in verse 22, he says, but if I said to the boy, look, the arrows are beyond you. So now in this case, he knew where David was hiding and sent the boy to pick up an arrow that he shot. But then if the arrow goes further and he says, oh, go further to the arrow, that means David should go away. If the arrow is not further, then he can't stay. So he says, but if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are beyond you, then you must go because the Lord has sent you away. And about this matter, you and I discussed. Remember the Lord is weakness between you and me forever. And I scroll down verses 42. Okay, I read verse 41 first, actually. After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back into town. And so, if we look back at the journey of David in the palace, the journey with Saul, you know, David was so successful in everything he did. It was so amazing because Saul would ask him to go and fight battles with the Philistines, hoping that they overpower him, and he'll come back, you know, winning much more than he expected. And so, everything David did, God gave him success. So, no matter what happened, no matter what, you know, was thrown at him, David was always successful. And you see here, David needed to leave the palace. It was not an error. It was not a mistake. It was not something that, oh, you know, was not part of the plan. No, it was part of the plan. I really want to say it here because a lot of times we think, oh, maybe this journey, this detour is not part of the plan God has for you or me. Really, remember that God is the one that knows the end from the beginning. And so, in this plan, God is, is working through, no, no matter what position or what area or where we are, that particular plan, wherever we are now, is God's 
working everything for our good. He never stops working. Even when we make mistakes, God finds a way to bring us back to his intended plan. And so this plan, this, you know, detail, as one will call it, this separation, was not an error. It was, again, aligning to God's plan for David's life. He needed to leave the palace. We see, obviously, evidently, Saul had tried to kill him and he was determined to kill David. And obviously, too many times he tried and failed. But at this point in time, he needed to leave, preserve his life in two ways. The first was just discussed because if he stayed, he would have been killed. The second is actually even more important. Now, David could have said as well, well, I have noticed that Saul gets offended or angry at me when I have victory. So perhaps I stop fighting battles that will make him get upset. Perhaps, you know, I would stop myself from shining because of Saul's insecurities. Perhaps that's a good way to survive around Saul. You know, sadly, that could have been a thought. Like, how does one stop themselves from being successful, shining because of someone else's insecurities? So, if David did that, he would have been pushing and pressing down the anointing or covering the anointing to be able to peace to Saul, to be able to not hurt Saul's feelings. And by doing so, dying himself because he's not only actually dead like if Saul killed him he's killing his dreams killing the purpose in which he intended to live to shine because of somebody else's Saul's insecurities that would have been even worse than dying or, or death because he's living but at the same time he's not living God's purpose for his life this is why he had to live because those were the choices. Either he dies by, you know, Saul, or Saul finds a way to kill him. Or actually, he dies inside, which is very sad. But because God called him to be a king, God needed him to win battles. God needed him to fight battles. God needed him to shine his light. God needed him to be the leader for which he called him to be of Israel. He had to leave. He had to as hard and as painful as this sounds, he had to leave. When I write here that we can be in situations where we feel trapped, capped, you know, under ceilings. We literally feel ourselves stopping ourselves from shining, not to offend others. I laugh because I have been in this situation before. But let me just tell anyone listening to me today. You see the sky is blue. And it is never-ending, no limit. Now, obviously, if you study the earth and all that, you see that there's the total side of the earth, right? Now, see space. Space is endless, right? Then see heavens. Heavens are endless. If you're shining, is offending somebody else. If you're shining in your own space, when the whole sky is this endless and it is endless, if you are offending somebody because of your shining, because you are doing what God has called you to do, Despite the amount of things we person could have been doing, the amount of opportunity in the world, then it is not about you or me. It's about those people. And it's about their insecurities like Saul. And honestly, they need to resolve the issues in their hearts. And maybe God is using this situation to kind of highlight those issues because they may not know. But no matter how they feel, no matter how 
they seem to be jealous or fearful of you and me for shining our lights. My humble advice is never respond by dimming your light to make others feel better of themselves or good. Because no matter how much you try to dim your light, it will still not stop them from being insecure, to not heal them. It may be a temporary, you know, camouflage, like the time where Jonathan spoke to Saul about David and he said, no, I will not kill him anymore. And next thing, he goes for a war, he wins the war and boom, his security came back. So it may be a case whereby in that moment, they may calm down, but anything else can trigger them. And it can be anybody else, not just you, right? If one has insecurity, it will not just be to one person, it can be many other people. And so we cannot respond by dimming our lights because it's pointless because God has given us the light to shine. We can't say, let me cover it so some people will not be offended. It's okay for them to be offended. Honestly, it's good because it's, it's leading them into speaking to God potentially to heal them from whatever is in their heart so that they can also shine their light in the way and the area and the place God has asked them to shine their light. Never respond to someone's insecurity by dimming your light. Never. We will not take the problem away and it will continue going. And guess what? When one is shining, sometimes, for example, for David, actually God gave him success in everything he did. So you can literally be sitting down in your house or doing something very calm and trying not to get, uh, you know, visibility. And literally, people come and drag you from that place. So what do you want to do? Tell them, oh, don't come, you know. One has to keep shining because that's the reason why we are here. To shine our life for the world to see. People, people can, can see your works and glorify God in heaven and come to the fold. So there's no point dimming your light. There's no point. There's no point. And like I said earlier, it is nothing to do with you or me. Remember, it is being insecurity about them. Everybody insecurities but that's their own insecurity so they need to deal with their own insecurities so that they can shine and now so another thing to say is that one thing i have seen and experienced is that when people are insecure like so they start to be very erratic they start to cross against one you know make things very uncomfortable because so was david's boss so he could make his life uncomfortable by it you know spread lies about them and put against them whatever they do we need to constantly remind ourselves that that is their insecurity on display, not us. That is their insecurities on display, not us. This is not about us. We have to constantly remember that. And so when those things happen, my advice is to seek God on direction. What do I do? Like in David's case, David did not leave the palace immediately when Saul started having those fears of him. There were things he needed to learn, and God made him go through that. So it was time for him to go. So you can ask God, or I can ask God, Lord, how do I respond to this? This is what's happening. And God sees everything. What do I do in this situation? How, Lord, would you lead me? I follow God's leading. Whether I should stay or go, it will be very clear on what you should do. David needed to stay for a bit before he left because there were things he needed to learn in the journey to become king and my dear if god says keep on doing what you're doing and focus on your focus my dear just do me a favor amplify it increase it because you are called to shine your
I am called to shine my light. Don't let the fear of what they will do make you dim it. No, amplify, let that be the response. Amplify the lights the more, you know, make it shine the more. Amplify everything, keep going, keep doing. To the time where God tells you the next, you know, step, the next direction, keep at it. Don't let their responses or their mechanisms or tactics to um, pull you down affects you i know it's not easy because it does affect but whatever it is even if it's affecting you keep on going don't let it stop you don't let it stop you and that's it for me today so thank you for listening to me today god bless you and i pray that if anyone here is in a similar situation that god helps you shine that light so brightly so brightly to literally to the point whereby you know you like god wow this is really you continue to shine and such that even those people who begin to declare God's word because they're like this can only be the work of God that is being done in this person but I will continue to be billboards for Christ shining our life for the world to see in Jesus mighty name I pray amen thank you for listening to me today God bless you I love you bye